Man, that big bet has been working out well for me. Being able to hit up Dr. Kyle and his DMs. We're on a synchronized schedule. It's crazy. Every time I'm about to message him, he's about to message me. But uh, being able to bounce those ideas off of him and then being able to reach out to Memphis. Typically, I just do it directly to the him personally instead of a DM. But, man, I've grown in, what, five weeks of doing the sports betting. And the big bets helped. I'm able to formulate my own opinions. I do like some of the ones that they have, but listening to them and reading some of the lines and doing my own little research, um, starting to kind of understand the ins and outs, sports betting, um, and it's going real well. Last week, I went 5-2 and two on my bets. Um, I hit a couple big parlays. One of the ones was Miami that I talked about with Dr. Kyle as soon as the opening lines came in. So uh, big bets where it's at. Patreon, you guys are great. Appreciate everything. What's happening, everybody? Happy Saturday, and welcome to the People's Propcast. It is your host, Memphis, a.k.a. Nick Giorgio, a.k.a. Mr. Propadopolis. Back at it again, ready to drop some prop bets for you before week 11. Going to take just a second to review last week's props. Pretty good week, 4-0, moved the record to 7-3, on the season, had Josh Kelly under 53.5 passing and receiving yards. That was uh, wasn't much of a sweat. He looked like he was going to get it going at the end of the first half. Not really much there after the Jalen Rager over 3.5 receptions and over 37.5 receiving yards. Not really a sweat because I was expecting so much more. He finished with 4 for 40-some-odd yards. But really, it should have been so much more in a matchup against the the lowly Giants, although James Bradbury and that defense has been been pretty good. And finally, Jared Goff, over 289.5 passing yards. Again, got there pretty easily. He had 240-ish in the first half. Really didn't do a ton in the second half. But we got there, 302 passing yards. Rounded out a really, really nice 4-0 week. So we're going to jump right into this. Not going to make this one too long. I have some family obligations to wrap up. But wanted to make sure we got a prop cast out there for this week. Now let's go to some that I like. I have not bet these. These are just ones that I am looking at. But I'm going to hit you with a couple just to mull over as you are going into week 11. First one, and by the way, going forward, I will just be getting these from DraftKings. MyBookie.ag is our sponsor here on the PropCast, but the props at MyBookie typically hit on Saturday. For research purposes and timing purposes, I have to start this process on Friday. So everything that I do on this show for now will be DraftKings related from a prop bet standpoint. You should be able to find similar, I would say similar, mostly similar numbers 
over at mybucky.ag. So let's roll into it. Here we go. My first like is Derrick Henry over 19 and a half rush attempts. Rush attempts, 19 and a half. Under over both ways is lay a dollar 12. So why do I like this one? He's had 19 or more attempts in eight of nine games this year. That's right, eight out of nine, he's had 19. In that ninth game, he had 18. And let's go back to last year. Uh, against Baltimore in the playoffs. How did they beat the Baltimore Ravens, you ask? Well, it was very simple. They rushed the ball, and they rushed it a lot to the tune of Derrick Henry getting 30 attempts last year. I only need him to get two-thirds of that to get the money on this particular prop. Uh, again, 19.5, lay a dollar twelve. I like the over. Second one, Melvin Gordon, over 11.5 carries. Lay a dollar twelve. Uh, it's it's under over eleven and a half. You just you just pick one. Uh, he's had eleven or more carries in five of eight games, and I like it just a tad more with Drew Locke slightly banged up with the ribs. Again, I've not bet this one. It just kind of caught my eye. It felt low. It felt low. Given Miami, it's very hard to pass on Miami ever since Byron Jones came back. They've got the twin cornerback tandem that gives receivers fits. Drew Locke has been struggling. I think he had four interceptions against the Raiders last week. So I could see a healthy dose of Melvin Gordon burning you up at three yards a clip. But anyway, I do like over 11 and a half. This next one's probably going uh, to surprise some people due to the player involved. But I like Jonathan Taylor over eight and a half receiving yards. Now, if you go over, you actually get positive return on your bet. Um, no, excuse me, you lay a dollar uh twenty-four. So you're paying double the juice. And I apologize for that little blunder there. You're laying double the juice, but here's why I like it. He's exceeded eight and a half receiving yards in seven of nine games, and he's had at least one catch in every single game this year. So he's gonna come out, he's usually scripted heavily in the first fifteen plays. Then it comes down to what the coaches feel like is the hot hand. But it feels like he's good for one catch. And with his burst and speed, it's not that unlikely that he could even take one catch for nine yards. So I like that one. Uh, another one, uh, also an Indy, Michael Pittman Jr. This is the one that had positive juice if you take the over. I like over four and a half receptions. Um, you get $1.26 for your dollar. So if you bet 126 bucks you would get $126 back. Uh, if you went under 4.5, you actually have to lay $1.57. So you would bet $157 to win 100 And here's some of the reasons why I like it. He's had four or more catches. So right at this number, in three of his six games, he did miss a few games due to a calf injury. In his last two games, he was uh, four catches on seven targets. and I'm sorry, he's had four catches and seven catches in his last two games. And he did that on seven and eight targets, respectively. So he's starting to be more and more in the passing game. And I feel like this could be a potential shootout. The Colts are much more vulnerable against the pass than they are the run. And Aaron Rodgers could have a pretty good game against the Colts. And if the Colts are forced to play in catch-up mode, which they did for a good majority of the first half against Tennessee, 
we could see much more involvement of Michael Pittman Jr. A couple others real quick that I like before I get into the ones that I'm actually getting down on. Zeke Elliott, uh, over under 14.5 rushing attempts, lay $1.12. I like the over. I actually found this one to be a little low compared to some other running backs. But Zeke has had 14 or more rush attempts in six of nine games. And in the last two games with uh, known replacement starters in uh, Danucci and Gilbert, he had 18 and 19 respectively, as well as one game Tony Pollard had nine rushing yards. When you have a limited quarterback, I think it makes the most sense to not overexpose them, especially when your offensive line's been injured and banged up. So I see this kind of being a lower scoring game. I don't think Minnesota's going to run away with it. So for that reason, I like Zeke over 14 and a half. And then this last one's pretty interesting. Josh Reynolds over under 46 and a half receiving yards. Again, it just feels like DraftKings just takes their average of the season and, and slaps it on there, slaps that $1.12 juice on there, and for the most part, and lets it go, which I, I find to be incredibly odd. Like they don't move the number. But I know these are low-capped bets for them, so it's not surprising. I think the most you can bet on these is 300 which for us working-class folks is a lot of money. But for them, it's not really the, the biggest of deals. So Josh Reynolds, why do I like this? Well, he's had 44 yards or more in six of nine games. But the one that really intrigued me, the thing that the number that I really dug into that I really found fascinating was that he's had eight-plus targets in his last three games. I believe he's had 8-9-9 or is it 8-9-8, something like that. But he's getting the targets. And then let's talk about their opponent on Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number one rushing defense in terms of yards allowed in the NFL. Conversely, though, conversely, they are 22nd in the league against the pass, in passing yards allowed. So there's going to be opportunity. And then my last one that I like that I'm intrigued by, and I may get down on these, these 4 o'clock games, these Monday games. Depends on how I do with my my early round of bets. But Jared Goff or Tom Brady. So this is like one of those, uh, like a you choose. So who has more passing yards, Jared Goff or Tom Brady? If you go Jared Goff, you get $1.13 for every dollar you bet. For Tom Brady, you have to bet $1.41 to get a dollar. And I'm actually leaning toward Jared Goff, and here's why. Tampa Bay is giving up 245 passing yards per game, and the LA Rams are only giving up 221. Another reason, it's a small reason, but it matters to me, is that how do you make Tom Brady uncomfortable in the pocket? Pressure pressure up the middle. He likes that pressure to come from the outside so he can step up into the pocket and make his second and third read whereas the L.A. Rams generate a lot of internal pressure from a guy maybe you heard of him. His name is Aaron Donald. He is a beast. He is second in the NFL in sacks with nine currently. So those are my likes. Those are the ones that I'm I'm looking at, not loving. Maybe I'll love them if I'm uh, successful with these early ones. But let's jump into it. First one that I liked and have bet, James Robinson, over 16.5 rushing attempts. Rushing attempts is the key word. Not passing yards, not receptions, not rushing yards. Rushing attempts. Why do I like it? He's had 16 or more rushing attempts in six and nine games this year. But more importantly, his last three. He's had 22, 
25, and 23, including both of Jake Luton's two starts. How do you play against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Teams that have kept it relatively close with the Steelers have rushed the ball a lot. Even Tennessee had, excuse me, even Cincinnati had 21 attempts last week. Dallas had 27 where they played them really super close, came down to the last play of the game. Uh, Zeke had 18 that game. Baltimore, between Gus Edwards, who had 16, J.K. Dobbins, who had 15, and Lamar had 16. Baltimore rushed it 47 times. Derrick Henry had 20 rushes against this defense. And other teams have had, you know, even Denver. Melvin Gordon had 19. Saquon Barkley had 15 rushes for 9 yards. Other teams really seem to try to run the ball a little bit more. And I think that makes sense because Pittsburgh is so good at attacking the quarterback on passes that, you know, how do you loosen that up a little bit? You run the ball a little bit more. So based on what I've seen in the recent three weeks and on his season trend, give me James Robinson over 16 and a half rushing attempts, lay $1.12. I'm going to hit you with a, a two-piece from the same game. Uh, first one is J.D. McKissick over 37 and a half receiving yards, lay $1.12. This is a number that he seems to hit a lot. In six of his six of his seven games, he's had 37 or more. I, and he's averaged 41 receiving yards in his seven games. So he's hit this prop six times already, and his average is about four and a half yards above that. Uh, he's had 52 yards per game in his last two games with Alex Smith as the starter. Uh, I did look at his rece- his reception total number. It's just too high with the juice. So it wasn't horrible, and I think he probably gets there, but I didn't like it. But my second, my second of the week, J.D. McKissick, over 37.5 receiving yards, lay $1.12. And his teammate, Antonio Gibson, over under 2.5 receptions, lay $1.12. Same thing. I'm going over. His receiving his receptions in his last seven games read like this. 3, 4, 5, 4. There's the odd zero, 3, 4, with Alex Smith in those last two being 3, 4. So even though J.D. McKissick seems to be getting the majority of the receptions, there's still plenty left over for Antonio Gibson, and I like him to go over 2.5, lay $1.12. All right, I got one more two-piece for you before I get out of here, uh, which actually... Technically, that would be three, but it's five total wagers. Calvin Ridley, a two-piece, over 59.5 receiving yards and over 4.5 receptions. Let me go to the receiving yards first. Uh, it's a lay $1.12 both ways. Whether you choose under or over, I'm clearly on the over. On the receptions, if you go over, you actually get a positive uh, coming back to you. It's win 105 for every 100, or if you go under, it's lay a dollar thirty to win a dollar. Now this one was uh, this one was very confusing to me. Let me start with the with the opponent. So New Orleans is fourth in the league in rush yards given up. So a very tough team to run the ball against. And Todd Gurley has he's getting volume, but he's not been very productive. But they're fifteenth in yards given up to the wide receiver position. And in four career games against the New Orleans Saints. He has went something like this, 7 for 146, 8 for 93, 8 for 91, and then the odd 3 for 23 
last year. So in three or four games, he smashes this. And his average, even with that three for 23 against New Orleans, six and a half receptions, 85, excuse me, 88 and a half receiving yards. So to me, this one feels great. Uh, I certainly look forward to it. This one's got one of the higher over-unders of the week, and he's clearly got involved, and he has no injury designation going into this game. On the season, uh, he's averaging five receptions a game for 82 yards, and that's leaving in the goose egg he had on Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers and the injury game versus Carolina. He has hit five catches or more, six of eight games this year, and he's went over 60 yards in six of eight games this year. This one feels great to me, one that I really, really like. And those are my props this week. So looking forward to another good week of action. If you want to follow along, I've been putting these on the fleet on Twitter. And I may start throwing some of them on Instagram. But it's always going to be here on the pod on Saturdays, some days earlier than others. And on behalf of the Dynasty Warzone crew, I am your host, Memphis. And remember, here at the People's PropCast, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. I'll see you back here next week for more player props. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, guys. Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day. Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, We went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, Just uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. Thousand dollars is a cool G as we call it back home. Are you at liberty to play for that Stanley? Would you prefer to play for smiles?